What is up guys? It's your boy Hamad back with episode 5 of the Hoopercast here at 1.30 a.m. on a Wednesday after an amazing opening night of NBA basketball. We had two great games. Well not great, but they but they were if you watch the games they they looked they were like like they were close. Um but the score scoreboard does not say that. Um, but it was two good games, good watchable games um, that we got tonight. Um, the grind is real. One thirty a.m. podcast recording. The grind is real. Um, so let's start off with uh, the Sixers at um, Celtics, where the Sixers lost to one seventeen to one twenty six. Um, the story of this game was the Jays. The two Jays just went off. They just went ballistic. Um, 35 for both. 35 apiece. They combined for 70 points. They combined for 70 points. 7-0. That's insane. Um, James Harden also had a pretty good game. Uh, we saw Houston James Harden come back to life with 35 points, 8 rebounds, 7 assists, 9 of 14. Pretty efficient. But he also shot 12 free throws. He went 12 of 12 from the free throw line. That's where Houston James Harden came in. That's where that 35 points came in from. Um, Joel Embiid had a pretty decent night, 26 and 15, 9 of 18. Um, I didn't like how much he, he was shooting um, good three-pointers, but he, he just wasn't knocking them down. He is a pretty good three-point shooter. Um, I expect him as a Sixers. I'm not a Sixers fan, but if I was a Sixers fan, I would expect him to knock those down. They weren't they were pretty contested. Um, they were lightly contested threes. A couple were wide open. He he's supposed to knock those down. Um, Tobias Harris had twenty one points as well, eight of sixteen. It was a pretty good night. But um, I said Tobias. I mean I meant Tyrese Maxey. That, that Tyrese Maxey for me was a huge positive on the Sixers side. Um, in the second half, he just completely went off. Um, I think it was the third. No, it was the third or fourth quarter. Of, um, I'm probably wrong. It, 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 it was either one of those two quarters where uh, there was a stretch where Tyrese Maxey was not missing a shot. He was he he had a, he had two threes. He had a mid range pull up. That that's what every Sixers fan needs to see from Tyrese Maxey. Um, if he's going to be the point guard of this team, he has to take that initiative of of handling the ball more. Of taking those shots when you know Joel can't get his uh, get to his spots, um, and and he, he can't knock those shots down. Tyrese Max needs to be the guy to step up, and that's what he did during the uh, during the second half. Um, another big story for me was Noah Vonley. He played twenty minutes. He did, what he did didn't show on the stat on 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 the on the uh, stat sheet. He, um, he played twenty minutes, two two points, two rebounds. But his impact was amazing. The defense he was playing on um, Joel Embiid, he wasn't letting him get to his spots. He was playing pretty good defense. Um, there was just one play where he did get um, kind of elbowed to the face, um, and they called that an offensive foul on um, Embiid. And he 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 was a hustle type player for them this game because early on in the game, Al Horford did get into some foul trouble. Um, he ended with four fouls, so Noah Vonley was uh, inserted into the game pretty early on, 
and he did show that he did have a, 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 a good impact on this game, and that's how you get minutes if you're a player like Noah Vonley. Um, Robert Williams is out for around four to six weeks, so you have to be that backup center. Him and uh, Blake Griffin. Blake didn't play that much. He played eight minutes. He only had a point and five rebounds. Um, not a lot. He he went he went over two from the field, but um, yeah, that's how you get minutes if you're if you're a player like Noah Vonley, who's who's just starting to get a chance on this team, um, who is going to be you know one of those backup pieces that that they signed. I'm I'm not sure when he got signed to the Celtics. I think it was sometime this off season, and um, it wasn't a big signing for them. But uh, I feel like he can he can have a good astounding impact on this team if he start if he keeps playing and keeps up the play that he did today not not on the score stat uh, score uh, box score but um, overall throughout the game the hustle plays that he was making diving for loose balls um, I think it was like this is second or third possession in the game where um, it was a loose ball and he dove for it and I think it was a jump ball so. That's that that that's something um, that won't show up on the box score, but he he, he really did well. Another guy um, I want to talk about is Malcolm Brogdon. Man, that guy had a really good game off the bench: sixteen points, seven of eleven from the field. Um, that's that he he's he got traded and took that bench role. So when Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are off the court. When one of them is off the court, there was a stretch in the second half where Jalen Brown was on the court with him, and um, he was still, you know, facilitating the offense. That's what. That's why they traded for him. That's what they need him for. When they when they don't have one of them on, or when they don't have both of them on, they can uh, of the Jays. They um, Malcolm Brogdon can handle the ball, score the ball for them. He had some amazing plays. He set up Jalen Brown for two wide open threes, where Jalen Brown missed the first. This was in the second half, and he made the second one from the same exact spot. So th- that's what Malcolm Brogdon does well, and he played amazing. Um, also, that um, that storyline of uh, jo- Joel Embiid um, rapping well. Yeah, trying to, you know, not injure him. I wouldn't say he was trying to injure Marcus Smart. I don't know what, what his intention was with that, but from the looks of it, it looked like Marcus Smart was about to pop his elbow or his arm. Um, Marcus Smart did say, um, I just I don't want to misquote Marcus Smart. He said uh, he, he could have cracked and beat if he wanted to, but he didn't. He could have cracked his, I could have cracked his head open, but I didn't. So um, I don't know if that's going to be small beef going around with the Sixers and Celtics. It's not worth it, though. So um, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, those were the two biggest stories of this game. They both played 39 minutes a game apiece. Um, uh, JT has 35-12-4. Jalen Brown has 35-3-2. They they both shot pretty efficiently. Uh, Jason Tatum shot 13 of 20. Jalen Brown shot 14 of 24. Um, but these two, you know, if they can coexist like this on this team, man, I, man this team is definitely going to make another finals run. The way they were playing, if they continue on from the momentum of last season, of, you know, that second half of that season after the All-Star break where they, they the energy shifted for them. That's what they said. The energy just shifted after that tweet and after what was going on within um, within the locker room. The energy just shifted. 
Um, and that's what they said was once we started winning so many games, they were like the best offense and defense in the league at the second half of the season last year. And if they can keep that momentum up, they're definitely going to make another finals run. And I don't see anybody coming in their way. Um, I, I was low on them in our over-under rankings. I had them in, in our standing prediction. I had them third. But um, I had the Sixers above them. If the Sixers start making these mistakes that they were making, like missing wide-open shots, um, Tobias Harris in the fourth quarter had a couple of wide-open threes and wide-open um, middies that he was just not hitting. And um, he needs to take those shots. Um, so that's that's something I would say about this. Their bench... They didn't perform well at all. Um, they had only 11 bench points compared to... Let me see how much uh, the Celtics had. Um, the Celtics had 33 bench points compared to the Sixers' 11. That's a big, big margin right there. A uh, difference right there. So I feel like... Um, the Sixers bench just needs to do better. De'Anthony Melton, he only had five points, two or four from the field. Um, you can't just have all all of the, the load on Joel Embiid, J- James Harden, Tyrese Maxey, and um, Tobias Harris to some extent when them, they are off. Tobias Harris can handle the ball, create his own shot. Um, P.J. Tucker didn't have that much, that well of a game as well. He was playing... He didn't play that good of a defense as well because I think he was guarding um, Jason Tatum and JT had 35, so I don't know about that. But um, I was surprised of how many minutes uh, George Niang was playing over Matisse Thybul. I, I was on um, Sixers Twitter after the game, and they're like, why are we playing George Niang 12 minutes when we have Matisse Thybul on the bench? Who, by the way, they didn't extend. He's going to become an, a, a, a restrictive free agent at the end of the season, which I was surprised about because Matisse Thybul is an amazing, amazing uh, bench piece for them. <clears throat> so I was surprised they didn't extend him. But um, so yeah, they didn't extend uh, Matisse, Matisse Thybul, and he was just on the bench. I'm pretty sure he played like a couple of minutes uh, through the game, maybe like like two or three minutes. Uh, in the game, but he, he, George Niang was playing majority of those bench bench minutes from Matisse Thybul. So yeah, that that's just the story of the game. Um, nothing much really. Um, what else? I think yeah, that's that's all I gotta say about this game. Um, it was a pretty close game till second half. It was like a back and forth game. James Harden had like twenty two at the half, but the the Celtics just took over in the second half. Um, they outscored the Celtic, uh, the Sixers in the third quarter, thirty-five to twenty-five. That just set that just set it off for the Celtics, and just boomed after that. Um, it was it was I think um, around like a twelve thirteen point game with like five six minutes left in the fourth quarter, um, and that's when I knew it was over. The Celt the Sixers like Joel Embiid was starting to come off the uh, come come off the court. They're starting cleaner benches and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, um, Celtics are keeping up the momentum from where they left off last year. So uh, let's go with the second um, game of the day where the Warriors and Lakers faced off on ring night. Those Lake, those Warriors rings looked amazing. They're huge. Um, the Warriors received their rings, and the banner number seven went up. 
and the fourth banner in eight years went up as well. So the Warriors won 123-109. Steph had 33-6-7. Not an efficient night from the 3.94-13 and 10-22 from the field. Andrew Wiggins had a pretty good game at the end of at the end of the game as well. He had like two threes at the end of the game, back to back threes. That was just amazing to see. Um, the game just ended like twenty minutes ago as well. So uh, twenty point six rebounds, four assists for um, Andrew Wiggins. Jordan Poole had a pretty much off night. He he started off pretty hot. He had um he had he went like two for three from the from the um three and then he went zero for seven after that or zero for six after after that those two threes that he hit. Um, he finished with twelve points, two rebounds, seven assists, four of fifteen from the field, and two of nine from the three. Um, Clay had a pretty good game. He was um, he started off hot as well. He had a couple of points in the first quarter. Um, and then he slowed down, like, you know, how Clay does as a second option or, like, a third option. He just, you know, slows down, um, plays to the pace of the game, how the game's playing. He just plays like that. Um, Draymond had a pretty good game to his standards, four points, five rebounds, five assists. Um, the The story for me was Jermichael Green. That was the key piece. I'm trying, I'm trying to go away from the stars and trying to focus on those smaller pieces. Um, that were picked up this season for the Warriors. It was definitely Jermichael Green. He his hustle, his offensive rebound. He had eight point seven rebounds, and I'm pretty sure it's not showing me how many offensive rebounds, but I'm pretty sure like half of those were offensive. He had probably had like four offensive rebounds. Um, he went three of six and two of three from the three point line. And um, this this Jermichael Green was an amazing pickup for them. Um, the the hustle player that they needed off the bench that was Jamichael Green for them. Um, Dante Divincenzo was another pickup that they had. He was he played pretty decent. Um, his defense wasn't there at all. This he was like giving up like not wide open, but like um, his, the players he was guarding weren't like they were they were, they were having good nights. Let's just say that um, he had a pretty decent defensive game. Um, James Wiseman had a pretty good game as well, 8.7 rebounds. Um, but for me, it was Jermichael Green, the story of the game for me, 100%. He had a great, great game, great hustle game for him. Um, that was definitely uh, the best, uh, not not the underrated player of this game was Jermichael Green for me. Um, Steph, you know, played to his standards, 33 points, you know, shot pretty pretty poorly, 4-13 from the three, but... You know, it's all good. They won the game. Um, going to the Lakers side, um, LeBron was their leading scorer with 31, 14, and 8, 12 of 25 from the field, uh, 3 of 10 from the 3. I was surprised at how bad Patrick Beverly was, was playing. He was playing pretty decent on the defensive end, but on the offensive end, he only had three points, and that was a corner three at the end of the game in crunch time. Not in crunch time, and um, it was like... It was like a 15-point game, and he just hit a three, bring it at 12. But, you know, Andrew Wiggins went down the corner. I think he hit a, hit a three. But um, that, he went one for five from the field. All of his shots were threes. Um, Kendrick Nunn, for me, was, was a big, big piece for this team. If Kendrick Nunn can stay consistent, he had 13 points, three rebounds, five of nine from the field. If he can stay healthy, this team does have a shot of making a play-in and maybe making the playoffs as well. From what I what I saw, it was a sloppy, sloppy basketball. I don't know what they were doing out there. It was just a bunch of people running around doing nothing. 
Um, it was just like ISO, LeBron, ISO, Westbrook. Westbrook had a pretty decent game, 19 points, 11 rebounds, 7 of 12 from the field. Um, that was actually a pretty good game from um, Russ. Um, from what we thought that he, he would come in, and he, he played a pretty good game. AD had 27-6 and 10 of 22. I don't know what AD was doing. Um, he needs to start taking control of the ball more. Um, he did take 22 shots, but I expect him to take like 26, 27 shots a game, um, not 22. I want him to take those extra five, six shots. And who knows, he can probably make those shots. And this, this score could have been more closer. And once you have a closer game at the end of, at the, end of the game, everybody just, you know, everybody's morale is just boosted and everybody just wants to win this game. So that's why I think... Um, it was um I think I think AD should take more shots than just twenty two. He should be at least taking twenty seven, twenty eight shots a game. Um. So yeah, that's it for this game, I guess. Yeah, I think I talked about almost everything. Um. I don't know what Matt Ryan was doing out there. He played eighteen minutes, three points, one of four from. I don't know, bro. Bro got a NBA contract and is just I don't know taking wild shots. He took like this contested three. It went in and out, but still, you don't take those type of shots. You know, you're trying to win. It was just all-around all sloppy basketball, even on the defensive end. At the end of the game, that's where the game became close. Um, the Lakers did outscore the um, Warriors 38-32 to um, in the fourth. But it was a close game until the second. Same with the first game as well. Celtic Sixers it was a close game till 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 the, till the first half, and in the second half in the third quarter, the home team just went away. Like the Celtics just went away with the game. The Warriors just went away with this game. Thirty-two to nineteen in in the third quarter, they outscored uh, the Lakers. Um, but then the Lakers started to bounce back um, in the fourth. That's how it became a fourteen-point game. That's why it was so close. Um, it was a good back and forth game, like after like six minutes, but it was over by then. It didn't really matter at that point. So yeah, um, that's it for uh, the recap for uh, today's games. I'm trying to see if there's any other news that happened since um, we stopped. Um, after episode four, I don't think so though. Um. Hmm. Oh yeah, I just want to say Russ started this game. He didn't uh, come off the bench, so that was um pretty interesting because I thought that the um. What do you call it? Uh, Darvin Ham would bring him off the bench, but apparently he did not. Um. Oh yeah, we didn't talk about the extensions. Wow. Um. I don't think we talked about that. Um, so Jordan Poole got a, um, let me look at this, a four-year, $140 million extension. It's actually $123 million guaranteed, plus that $17 million will be, like, incentives, likely and unlikely incentives, just letting you guys know, likely incentives are something that the NBA deems as, um, a player could do and is capable of doing, unlikely is something like, Jordan Poole could get a million. He, this is in his contract. He'll get a million dollar bonus for winning, you know, defensive player of the year or MVP. That's more of like an unlikely incentive. Likely would be maybe some money for like, I think it was a million dollars for making an all-star team or an all-NBA team. 
that's more of like a likely incentive. Um, Andrew Wiggins got a four-year, $109 million contract extension. I was surprised Wiggs got that um, because of how much they're in the luxury tax now. Um, what else? They were like 480 470 80 million dollars in the luxury tax that is insane um what else um deandre hunter got extended by the hawks four years 95 million dollars um that's a pretty good deal for both sides it's actually if deandre hunter turns out to be an amazing three and d wing for the hawks this was a steal for the hawks um this was a really really good contract um that the hawks got him on for your 495. Um, he is going to be their starting three, if I'm not mistaken. It's going to be Trey, DeJounte, DeAndre um, Hunter, John Collins, and Clint Capella. So it's going to be um, pretty exciting watching that team as well. Brandon Clark got his extension for your $52 million. That's a pretty good extension for both sides as well. All these extensions were really good for both sides, um, for the player and for the team. But I think it's way better for the team because all these players have that I'm about to say – um, are gonna have have a huge upside. So if they do pan out, um, come out to be like amazing, amazing players, like if they make all all star teams, this is an amazing contract for for the NBA for for the team that um, extended them. Um, Nazir Little got a four year, twenty eight million dollar uh, extension. This was a steal for the Blazers. This is a huge steal um, for Nazir Little. He is gonna be coming off the bench behind Jeremy Grant. But still, um, if he becomes one of those top 3 and D wings in this league, this is an amazing contract for uh, the Blazers. Um, KPJ, Kevin Porter Jr. of the Rockets, got four years, $82.5 million. Um, I like this contract. I don't know how I feel about it for the... Um, uh, for the Rockets, but um, KPJ got paid. He got that bank, you know. Uh, he did say that the Rockets did save his career. Steven Silas, when he was getting interviewed, he was pretty emotional that um, of because he gave him a chance. He gave Kevin Porter Jr. a chance of um, getting that starting spot last year, and he blossomed in that spot. So, oh, kudos to that team right there. Um, kudos to to Kevin Porter Jr. for getting his money. Um, and notable players that did not sign extensions were Kobe White of the Bulls, Jackson Hayes, Rui Hachimura, which I'm surprised. I, I expected the Wizards to give Rui Hachimura a pretty good contract, and maybe they didn't agree with that. Cam Reddish, which I'm not uh, surprised about. Um, Cam Johnson. Um, Matisse Thybul, which I was surprised he did not get an extension. Same with Cam Johnson. I was pretty surprised uh, the Suns didn't extend him. Um, P.J. Washington and Grant Williams. Um, I had I heard rumblings of Grant Williams um, around the league that Grant Williams was going to get an extension, but I guess they didn't, you know, agree to terms. So um, yeah, I guess that's it for today. Sorry about if, if I'm if I'm sounding a little down because bro, it's one two two a.m. now, one fifty. Um, I'm going to start um, uploading this right now. This will be up before you guys are up in the morning. So, um, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, episode six will probably be out sometime during this weekend where, um, I'll talk about what's going on, you know, 
from tonight, Wednesday night's games, Thursday night's game, Friday night. I think I'll record this on Friday, so Friday night's games won't be in there. But it will be Wednesday and Thursday games. You know, we, we got a pretty loaded slate as well. Um, I think tomorrow we got Suns, Mavs. Um, we got Knicks, um, Grizzlies, which are the headliners of tomorrow. Uh, Pistons, Magic Pistons, Wizards, Pacers, Bulls, Heat, Cavs, Raptors, which I'm excited about. I want, really want to watch that game. Uh, Pels, Nets, Rockets, Hawks, Hornets, and Spurs, Thunder, Timberwolves, Nuggets, Jazz, Mavs, Suns, we just said, and Trailblazers, Kings. So, um, that's like 12, yeah, that's 12 games. So, 24 teams will be playing on, so tonight. Which is uh, a couple like six and eighteen, nineteen hours from the time of this recording. Um, and on Thursday, it's only two games actually: Bucks, Sixers, and Clippers, Lakers. So we'll go over those those two games and then the twelve games that will be on um, on Wednesday night. So um, thank you guys for listening to episode five of the Hoopycast. Pretty short episode, you know. We just went over what's going on around the league. Um, but those two games, amazing opening night, uh, ring ceremony, Warriors, Celtics, the two teams that met, met up in the finals. One. Appreciate you guys watching uh, or listening to this episode. Um, follow me on Courtside Cavaliers. Uh, I've posted my final scores. I'm starting to do that again. I'm trying to do that for every single game. I'll try to keep up with that. <laughs> For every single game um, going on this season. So I uh, appreciate you guys listening. Hope you guys have a great uh, week, rest of the week. Um, stay safe out there. See y'all later. See y'all for episode six in the week during the weekend. And, uh, yeah, peace.